welcome to this FT Advisor in Focus podcast in partnership with 7am about the changing world of retirement income. Eight years ago, retirement income was fundamentally reformed by pensions freedom, which saw many savers ditch the idea of an annuity and opt for drawdown instead. Now, against the backdrop of high inflation and higher interest rates, and a Chancellor keen to get more people back into work, people's retirement journeys are changing again. Added to that, the regulator is carrying out a review of retirement income advice at the same time as the industry is bracing itself for tough rules under the consumer duty. So, how might retirement income advice change as consumers and the industry adapt to a changing landscape? With me here to discuss this today are Paul Clifton, Director of Wealth Planning at Abathnet Latham, and Sandy McGregor, Head of Compliance Policy at SimplyBiz. Hello all, and thanks for joining us today. Good morning. Um, Morning. Morning, Carmen. Um, Paul, let's start with you. Um, so clients' retirement journeys are changing. Um, what impact do high inflation and higher interest rates have on how people structure their retirement? Yes, it, it's an interesting question. I mean, you, you could say if you take this back a couple of years ago, if you were planning for a couple who were around the age of 60, for example, the chances are that one of them would live to a hundred was a very good chance one of them would live to a hundred. So actually, if you're planning for a 30 or 40 year retirement, even if you're starting that in a lower inflation and lower interest rate environment, you should probably have contingency built in there that over a retirement that is that long, there are likely to be periods of higher inflation and higher interest rates. So whilst I don't, um, you know, I think the current uh, economic situation does focus the lens more on interest rates and inflation quite naturally. Actually, even if you've been putting this plan in place three, four, five years ago, you should have been building a model and testing a model um, that had the scope to cope with the these types of periods within it anyway. So um, I don't necessarily think that the, the, the planning has changed radically. I think what's changed a lot on in terms of the uh, people who are coming up to retirement is people wanting a lot more flexibility. I think certainly the inheritability of pensions has made a massive difference and that actually a lot of our clients are probably in a financial situation whereby at the moment they're looking at pensions more as an investment or an estate planning vehicle rather than a traditional retirement vehicle. Um, and also, uh, I, I think generally just the general flexibility that they offer means that it's part of the overall financial plan and shouldn't be looked at in isolation. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's interesting. That um, it, it sounds like um, nothing really should be changing when it comes to um, the plans the clients have in place, because it should be future-proofed or inflation-proofed and interest rate-proofed. Do you share this view, Sandy? Yeah, I mean, I think the view that I have is that, uh, yeah, it's a very, very challenging environment out there for, for advisors. Uh, at the moment, you've got the... The, the 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 changing economic um, climate when whether that's high inflation uh, and interest rates, but also just the cost of cost of living uh, increasing. Uh, we've been through through, through a pandemic, uh, which which perhaps altered clients' perceptions of what they want. Uh, you know, from their retirement, um, we saw probably some individuals retire early, you know, change their decisions, their outlook and their objectives. And then, of course, we've got the, the government coming in uh, and intervening, you know, last week, trying to get, you know, those that have perhaps retired early back back to work. So uh, it's an exceptionally challenging time for, for advisors operating, 
you know, in, in this space, you know, not just in respect of interest rates and inflation. Um, and I think the other thing from, from my perspective is, you know, coming at it from, from, from a regulatory side as we've got, as you mentioned in this intro, this retirement income, you know, advice, advice review. And um, it almost feels like, you know, if, if you were a regulator, you'd want to look back on a period of, of instability, of volatility when carrying out that review. And that's exactly what I'm sure you're sure is behind the reason to, to start this off now, you know, interest rates and, and, and inflation included. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, we will um, come back to the FCA's review a little bit later on. Um, but first, um, let's just look at the, um, the products that um, the kind of predominant products that people have been using to structure retirement, which is basically guaranteed income or an annuity versus like a drawdown based approach is this does this actually still make sense this annuity versus drawdown debate or has it shifted to annuities plus drawdown or any other kind of variety paul yeah thanks carmen um yeah it, it's an interesting one i mean initially there were a few sort of hybrid type products launched that seemed to try and fill the gap between the two but they don't seem to have lasted particularly long so I, I think an annuity and drawdown or some sort of flexible retirement gives people um, the, the the flexibility they need. I mean, I'm still certainly from a, a fairly um, old school perspective that in an ideal world, I'd love to see clients have all their guaranteed income needs covered from um, state pension, defined benefits and um, an annuity. So we know that their basic costs of living are covered. I mean, typically with our client base, they do tend to have a fair amount of liquid assets. So they may have the capacity not to do that, but certainly there is a comfort factor in doing that. So I think um, annuities and drawdown or, or flexible retirement in some way, shape or form offer all the tools or most of the tools an advisable need, providing you're working to an overall long-term plan. And as I say, you're looking at retirement in the context of their overall financial situation. So, yeah, I, I think most of the time um, they offer the flexibility that is needed between the two of them. Mm-hmm. And is that is that what you're hearing from all the advisors that Simply Biz is working with, Sandy? Yeah, so I think the message is starting to kind of get out now that, you know, annuity rates really have have increased significantly uh, in recent times. I think there was a start of around, you know, 40% from October 21 to, to 22 and, and perhaps over 60% since you know, 2016. So um, I think that the, the problem is that we've been through a period where, you know, drawdown has been very, very prevalent. Uh, you know, annuities perhaps weren't offering offering that value, but, uh, and perhaps advisors need to now go back and, uh, you know, look to look to understand that annuity market. Again, perhaps they, they've let their knowledge drop, drop in, in certain respects in that area and certainly we run we run events and I've noticed a real uptake in in the number of attendees and I think it's linked to the fact that we're having some you know you know good CPD sessions around around the, the annuity market and also these these new products that that have arrived you know in the market which maybe combine annuities and and drawdown so yeah there's definitely advisors engaging in this market again from my perspective. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, now, of course, for 
and many advisors, this may well be the first time that they've invi- advised on you know retirement income in a higher interest rate environment. Um, so what what is changing for them? What are they what are they looking for, um, Sandy? What what kind of inquiries are you getting? Um, well, I, I don't. Uh, uh, I think many of them. Um, probably have experience in the advisors that we we deal with typically you know maybe are are a bit um you know ha- have seen different different market uh, conditions but i think that the difference is that they maybe haven't kept up to speed uh with, with recent innovations in, in in that market so um you know it's about like I say just 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 getting back to understanding what what products are offered from what what providers and exactly how they work and how these products have perhaps changed uh, in 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 recent in recent years, so mm-hmm. okay. And what's what's the mood like in your uh, office, Paul? Is it um, is it you know a familiar kind of environment, a blast from the past, or is it is it all new? Um, I, I wouldn't say it's it's all new. I mean, we certainly experienced um, periods of much higher. Interest. In fact, interest rates are only back to roughly where they were before the start of the credit crunch, anyway. So, um, yeah, it, it is. Um, uh, sort of conditions we've seen before, albeit inflation is much higher um, than it has been previously. I, I think with the, uh, just picking up on what Sandy said, I think with the um, annuity rates increasing, um, there has to be more consideration given to this type of area now, particularly with the impaired and enhanced rates that are available and a lot of people would actually qualify for. I think typically we, we deal with a lot of executives and entrepreneurs for whom um, they potentially are risk takers by nature, more so, um, a little bit more impulsive as well, possibly. So the annuity model doesn't necessarily fit their personality all the time, but it's certainly something that we should be exploring with clients um, and just making sure that people are getting the right mix of advice. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, now, when it comes to kind of innovation and products um, that are actually out there, um do you think the providers have done enough in terms of innovation since the pension freedoms? Paul, let's start with you. Uh, uh, yeah, it's an interesting one. I mean, typically the the the, the products that try to, to fudge the ground between uh, relatively secure returns, such as um, such as cash or bees being eroded by inflation and, and, and things like annuities and invested assets, typically don't work. So we 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 tend to prefer. Um, I suppose, really honest, straightforward conversations with clients about, you know, you've got some products over here that are able to secure you a guaranteed income. Uh, You've got ones over here which have the potential to give you much better returns, um, particularly over the longer term, albeit you will have to tolerate and have capacity for some risk along the way. Um, But as I said, a lot of the clients that we deal with aren't necessarily looking at their pensions as retirement vehicles. Um, So, yeah, I, I think there is... A bit of flexibility there are other products out there but typically i think the annuities and the flexible retirement approach blended together if necessary does offer uh, most advisors most of the flexibility they need mm-hmm. and and um sandy have have you have any products caught your eye any kind of propositions from providers that are really allowing advisors uh, to make use of that fl- flexibility in a really kind of streamlined way um, I, I think that there's probably three, you know, providers out there, Canada Life, Justin, and uh, Legal in general, that I've really 
you know push things forward in terms of of, of product innovation in 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 this space um uh, and and for me it's about you know advisors you know independent advisors really having a kind of holistic understanding of of of, of what's what what's available and having those discussions with 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 the client at out and educating them on all the all, on all the options that are available at, at retirement it's incredibly complex for advisors now post post pension freedom in terms of the number of the number of options that that are available i think things like the thing that you know state pension age perhaps you know increasing i think we're due do an announcement on that. It's uh, at some point that you know they, they periodically review that, and I can only see that potentially going one one direction. And mm-hmm. um, so there may be periods where um, you know to, to to fill where someone's retiring early and their state pension isn't going to kick in. And there's products like fixed terms and fixed term annuity, which perhaps you know advisors you know might might want to look at in order to to, to fill that kind of guaranteed income period. So. Um, so, so yeah, lot, 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 lots to go at in, in this area. Mm-hmm. And how might, I mean, obviously the Chancellor has said he wants um, people to, to kind of go back into work, um, come out of retirement even, and to go back into work. I mean, how how does that, what, what effect does that have on people's retirement plans and the kind of products they might kind of use to, you know, almost build a bridge between, you know, now and and the real retirement, I suppose? Um, you know, from my perspective, the ability to vary income is important because people might have a period where they've got earned income, so they don't need it from their pension. Um, they may have periods where they're not working, so they may need to draw more. So again, I think that flexibility that you tend to get with a drawdown or investment-based solution can be quite valuable, um, albeit there are additional risks uh, which have to be taken into account. But yeah, I mean, I, I, I think, again, it, it, it talks, you know, the, the, the main focus is on having flexibility um, to access the pensions or investments or whatever other assets they're using to fund their retirement, if they are indeed retiring um, at the right time. So I think typically we're very careful in terms of not tying any money up, locking it in. Yes, market-based investment should be considered over the sort of medium to long term, but it is important that um, both products and actually financial plans have a lot of flexibility built in because lives change um, and people's attitudes change. As Sandy said earlier, a lot of people reflected during the pandemic about their working habits and um, and, and and how they see things moving forward. So, yeah, I think flexibility is the key. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, Sandy, did you want to add anything to that? Yeah, no, just just agreed uh, exactly with Paul. What Paul has just said there, you know, in a way, uh, ongoing advice is just so important in that situation where you know a client's situations perhaps are, are in flux around the, the you know the 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 their income needs, um, and you know that's where there's there's real real value. And 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 I think another thing Paul mentioned earlier was 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 cash flow planning tools. Perhaps uh, you know if if the client's situation has changed in that. You know those those projections and illustrations need 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 to be revisited and and, and adjusted uh, accordingly. Um, mm-hmm. Really, just keeping on top of what the clients you know objectives are in this kind of tricky time. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Now, speaking um, of um, ongoing advice, I suppose, and also we've mentioned the FCA review earlier. The FCA has a keen interest in ongoing advice and. And, you know, and whether or not 
it uh, delivers um, value for clients. Um, now, what do you think is going to change after the FCA's um, retirement income review? There is a sense, I suppose, that the FCA seems to be concerned that too many people are in drawdown. Is that a fair um, assumption? I think it probably is across the across the board. I certainly have seen seen a statistic in recent times. You know that I think it was forty percent um, of regular withdrawals were withdrawn at an annual rate of over eight percent of the, the the pot value. But of course, that is across both the non advised and the, the the advised community. So, um, you know, I think there's definitely a focus on on, on drawdown. But I would, you know, I would certainly um, you know, think that for, for for advised, you know, cases that you know that that will be subject to 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 to, to on, ongoing on, ongoing reviews. And really, it's a case of just uh, you know advisors being able to demonstrate the quality of their advice. You know, whether that's using you know external file checks or you know, and and also through through things like key performance indicators. So, yeah, I, I just yeah, I mean, I, I just just carry on with that really. And in, in terms of um. Yeah, it's, it's important to deliver what you're um, being remunerated for and you know, not just providing a, a good service, but a, a fantastic service for your clients, both initially and on an ongoing basis. Um, if, um, you know, if clients are in drawdown and they're reliant on that vehicle for their retirement needs, then then, then it needs to be reviewed ultimately. So, uh, yes, uh, I do agree um, to an extent that there may be people going into drawdown where an annuity now may be more suitable for them. And another point is that, you know, buying an annuity should be a conversation for people in drawdown at that point of review, because there may be people two or three years in who actually with higher annuity rates, the right thing to do for them now is to lock in, either because the annuity rates are higher or their situation has changed. So the, the, I guess the ongoing um, uh, revenue uh, from, from, from drawdown um, is often used to cover the reviews, which are quite often necessary with that type of advised um, service. So uh, yeah, I, I think there's 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 a focus, and I mean this has been going on for the you know twenty plus years I've been in the industry. There's been more more focus on fees. There probably will be more over time, but ultimately, if people are uh, in a service that um, requires and needs advisory reviews, then they do you know it has to be remunerated. But obviously, from the advisory perspective, it has to be delivered um, on an ongoing basis as well. Mm-hmm. And what do you think would happen to charges, if anything? Well, I think yes, over the, the the course of my career, generally the pressure on charges has been downwards, and I don't really see that pattern changing. Mm-hmm. I think that's right. I think um, certainly advice firms need to need to be revisiting their their ongoing service proposition and 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 you know uh, thinking about their target market and thinking that you know does that service that they're offering you know match the needs of the you know of the target market um and exactly as paul has said you know if you're going to charge an ongoing fee uh you know to a drawdown client are you you know are you delivering that service are you delivering it well are you meeting everything that you've promised to to deliver to that client in terms of your your terms and terms of engagement are you transparent around the costs and the charges um you know are you having those tricky conversations with your with your client is something um, we, we we hear quite a lot from the regulator have done in recent times is oh, I talked about that income withdrawal uh, rate just a moment or two ago what, what what's the science behind 
that figure has that figure been challenged and interrogated by the advisor or 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 has the client just dictated that to the advisor and the advisor has has proceeded so that that's where advisors can really show their value is that um you know challenging interrogating and also educating uh, the, the 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 client through you know perhaps you know cash flow tools or checking the client's attitude to you know pension income risks um you know and also checking the client understands the you know the the, the advice that's been given as a client's voice you know voice on file mm-hmm. absolutely now i wonder do you think that centralized retirement propositions still work in the current environment given particularly what happened last year with bonds and equities where they both suffered I think there's a, a kind of ongoing debate, uh, you know, around uh, around you know C- the C- CRPs. But I think um, what is clear is that you know advisors will come across clients with different di- different needs. So you will have those that are in the the accumulation phase, you know, with a very different outlook to those that that that, that are in are in deep deep decumulation. Uh, um, and and certainly if, if you are i think the thing is if you are going down the route of, of, of having a, a centralized retirement proposition that you know from my view from a regulatory perspective is that it it, it needs to be done well you know it needs to be documented uh, clearly advisors need to to understand uh, and 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 follow that 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 process and there needs to be a clear process you know a clear um ongoing research you know quality quality of research in 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 that in that space in line with the target market of the firms the firm needs to first understand what its target market is before developing it um yeah so just to just to say i mean our our advice is is very much tailored around the needs of our clients so uh we don't have a sort of one size fits all approach um to uh to any of our products or services let alone our retirement Mm -hmm. absolutely Great. Um, just finally, let's have a very quick look at the consumer duty and the kind of impact it will have on communication with clients. I'm just wondering, what do you think the consumer duty could do to the um, outsourcing of services and the working with providers? I mean, from our perspective, Carmen, we offer uh, private banking, wealth planning and investment management all within the Abuthnot group. So we don't tend to outsource much. Um, but certainly in terms of our communication and our whole uh, advice process is being reviewed with a lens of consumer duty. Um, I'd like to think, because we've always worked on the TCF principles, that not a huge amount will need to change. But there's a big project going on at the moment just to make sure that um, that everything will be in line with consumer duty. Um, and, and obviously all the, the communication um, is, is suitable for the clients for whom it's intended. Great. What about you, Sandy? What are you kind of? What are your thoughts in this space? Yeah, I mean, consumer duty um, is a really interesting one because it's a it's a shift towards kind of outcomes based 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 regulation. Uh, you know, according to the FCA, a fundamental uh, shift, and um, I think traditionally a lot of regulation focused on processes you know um you know things like sales scripts or you know checklists um and and that's still extremely important but um the 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 focus 
you know, is now also on monitoring outcomes. So it's okay that you followed that process, but what actually, what 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 is the outcome of uh, of the advice? And uh, and and I think that's where you know client communications perhaps sometimes need need to improve. So um, you know, we will be looking at things like the, the disclosure documents, the uh, suitability report templates, you know, length, uh, detail, complexity. Does does the client actually understand? Uh, what, what 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 you're recommending so much more focus on on that feedback and engagement with the client as opposed to previously where perhaps it was more of a process that was being you know followed but but actually looking through to did the client understand you know you, you, your communication uh, yeah i mean do you think you could actually make working with providers and outsourcing partners easier if everyone is kind of on the same page i suppose I think to an extent, I'd like I'd like to think they are anyway. But yes, if it more closely aligns um, advisory firms and the partners they're working with, then that should make things easier. Mm. Great. I think, I think that's right. That under prod, you know, when that came in, it was supposed to be a bit, you know an, an encouragement of dialogue between manufacturers and, and distributors, you know, for the benefit of the end consumer, and that perhaps didn't happen as was expected but i think there'll be a renewed focus on that uh you know uh, and, and perhaps if you know if, if an advisor has feedback that a, a manufacturer uh, you know communication or or publication is not understood then there'll be greater onus on the the, the, the advice firm to, to feed that back uh, through appropriate channels say look look um, what you've produced there or or you know and vice versa is not is not working so working together to deliver those good those good outcomes. Yeah, absolutely. I'm sure that's the aim. And we'll see. Time will tell. Let's hope for the best. Um, thank you very much for uh, joining us today. It was really, really good to hear your views and talk about what um, how retirement um, income might be changing. Um, thank you for listening. Tune in again next time. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has experienced teams who can craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex. Real wealth requires real solutions. Connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's Coriant.com. For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.